It's December 19th, 2010, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, it's a whopping six days until Christmas. Oh, I know. I'm... (laughs) Thinking, okay, what haven't I bought? What haven't I bought? And then the thought of going out and shopping just terrifies me. Oh, yeah. I just did the toy aisle at Target today. Yeah. And lived to talk about it. Lived to tell the tale. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some, somebody posted on Facebook, gosh, I guess it was last weekend even, that they had spent an hour trapped in the Nordstrom garage at, <sighs> at the Galleria. An hour trying to get out of the garage. Oh, yeah. I thought, wow, no. No, not even close. That rivals a New Year's Eve I had one time in San Antonio. We didn't get out of the parking garage till probably 2 in the morning or something. Wow. Because we had to park on the roof, you know, and you got to spiral down five times. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, super fun. Super fun. So mm-hmm. it's the holidays, people. Yeah. Well, it was good for, you know, no drunk driving. It was... Right. The buzz was totally gone. Well, of course. <laughs> I wasn't driving anyway, but, you know, still. But still. Yeah. <laughs> So New Year's is just around the corner. Yeah. Already. Hard to believe. When did that happen? I don't know. I have no Man. idea. I don't know when December got here. I'm like, magically, it's December. I know. So. Oh, and it's my mother-in-law's birthday today. Oh, it is? Yes. Well, happy birthday, mother-in-law. Happy birthday. Awesome. Yay. We've sort of gotten off track yeah. a little bit, but that's Hi, okay. Hi, Tangent. How are you? Hi, Tangent. How are you doing? <laughs> well, it's going to be the first pretty soon, and that oh means for a lot of people that it's going to be time to start thinking about what projects I want to get accomplished for the new year. Yes. So we thought we'd take the opportunity, unlike last year where we talked about the things that you should know before you see an architect, we thought we'd take the opportunity to talk about the questions you should ask your architect when you go to see your architect. Or when you're interviewing When you're interviewing an architect, right. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and understand this has changed a lot for us because we're what we've been doing the past six or seven months uh-huh. with sales training that these are things that we never would have thought of in a million years, but having that training has really sort of changed our perspective and, and understanding that that first interview isn't the interview. isn't It isn't where you go and do what you would typically do. Yeah, you don't talk about the work. You talk about people. Right, and, and start building that yeah. relationship or trying to see if there's going to be that connection. Mm-hmm. Well, we did some research. And the American Institute of Architects actually has a couple of different online brochures that you can print out if you're interested. You know, basic things like questions you should ask your architect. And there's actually one that's called You and Your Architect, which immediately makes me think of You and Your Uvula, (laughs) which is an old (laughs) Saturday Night Live skit that I'm dating myself. I'm like 100 now. But I remember it from when I was a kid. It was you and your uvula. So you and your architect made me immediately You're going to have to that. tell everybody what the uvula is so they don't think this is X-rated or something. Right. It's just a little thing that hangs down in the back of your throat. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's between your tonsils, you know, the one thing that's... Anyway. Right. So the bacteria in the back of your throat. But the other brochure is actually called Questions to Ask Your Architect. And it covers uh, experience, project, how you design, do you do green design, what sort of fees you have, and they'll cover questions like, what is your design philosophy? What challenges do you foresee with the project? What are the steps in the design process? You can find both brochures online at howdesignworks.aia.org, and both have a lot of good information, 
but it's not until page five of you and your uvula, like, sorry, you and your architect, that they get to the what's probably one of the most important aspects of any project. That aspect is that question of, do you have chemistry with your architect? That's kind of interesting that you have to get all the way to page five yeah. before they start talking about it. Because for me, that's one of the most important things. Well, and, and even more so, it's, it's, I think, on the second page of talking about what you need to talk about with your architect. I mean, before they ever even get to that. Yeah. So there's all these other things, and suddenly, oh, by the way. By the way, you might want to like the person you're working with right. for the next six, eight, 12 months. Yeah, you're spending a lot of time together. Yeah. And in, investing that time in something that's huge that you still have to live with or work with or deal with. Yeah. So yeah. You, you need to have that rapport built up, and that's one of the things we've learned, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole months. shift in our mindset that if you don't have that connection, that's not going to fix itself. Right. It's kind of like that first date. If you don't click, there's not a whole lot of hope that it's going to somehow change transform any. and become a magical thing. Right. And by that time, if you've, if you've figured out, well, we don't have any chemistry, you're not going to care how they structure their fees or what their design mm-hmm. philosophy is because the interview is essentially over. Yeah. It's, it's kind of scary that, it's, that we're being that blunt about it, but oh my gosh, the, how much heartache would you save if you just listened to that gut, that little gut reaction, that little voice? That said, this really isn't the person for me. Yeah. Right. Like, mm, I don't know about that. Or in on the flip side, when you walk in and you meet that person, you immediately click. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, we were best friends in a past life. Where yes. have you been? Apparently we were separated at birth. I think Hello. so. Yeah, everybody's met somebody like that, and it's just really neat. And yeah. you just, it's like, I don't even care what we work on. I just want to work with you. Exactly. Yeah, it could be any project under the sun. Yeah. But this is a fabulous person. And that is the what you want to feel when you find an architect. Right. So we thought we'd do something a little different instead of giving you some questions to ask the architect about design philosophy, about fee structure, about process. We thought we'd give you some questions about what you might want to ask for that first interview when you want to first start establishing that report or finding out if there's any chemistry between the two of you. Mm-hmm. So the first question is simply... Ask the architect to come in and sit down. If the architect's coming to your house or coming to your project site, don't feel like the minute they walk in the door, you have to take them on a big tour of the house and start talking about all the things you want to do and you know, divulging all your wants and needs because that's not going to matter if there's no, no connection. Ask them to sit down and just have a regular conversation. It's a great way to find out whether or not you know, the architect you're talking to and you are going to have any kind of real opportunity to work together and it could save you a lot of time it was just making me think if you're interviewing somebody say to come and take care of your parents Mm -hmm. if your parents just move in and you need somebody that's an in-home caregiver and yes you can ask all the questions yes we do medication reminders and we go grocery shopping and we do you know here's our list of services but if you don't trust that person you're not going to want them anywhere near your precious family member. Right. And that is what this project will become, is an extension of your family or your company. So you absolutely, obviously the, the services and everything have to be there too. Sure. But the first part is that trust. Right. Well, and so. we've been on an interview, and when we walked in the door, the, the owner immediately, I mean, we didn't, we barely got to take our jackets off 
the owner took us through the house and was talking about all the things they liked about the house and all the things they didn't like about the house and all the things that were in the house would have to go to the new house and it was probably you know 45 minutes of walking upstairs and downstairs and looking in closets and talking about art and about art and yeah. clothes and everything under the sun and then we finally sat down within the first 10 or 15 minutes one of the questions that that they asked us was well how hungry are you which really, if you're thinking about it, translates into, well, how cheaply can we get you? Right. And if they had asked that question right as we walked in the door, if we, if we had sat down with them in 10 minutes into the initial conversation, they had asked us, well, basically, how much can we squeeze out of your fee? We would have said, mm -hmm. obviously, we're not the right people for you because if that's all you're interested in, then right. we need to be done. Yeah, we're not a plan shop. We're not, right. yeah. This isn't going to work. So you can save, save yourself a lot of time and, and ask the architect to come in and sit down and start having that conversation. Well, and that's one of those questions that's going to put a weird feeling in your stomach if you're listening. That's something to pay attention to. We mm -hmm. didn't know to pay attention to that. And we've right. probably gone through many interviews where little clues like that have have cropped up have, and we completely yeah. just missed it. And we thought, oh, this is a great project. We want to do it. We want to do it so bad. And it, it works both ways. You know, you want the project done so bad that you're willing to work with an architect that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Or we want the project in the past had wanted the project so badly that we only saw the project and not the client. Right. And in the end, it's it really is all about the all client. about that relationship. Right. It's it's my mom was a third grade teacher for years and years and years. And it never really was about the the curriculum or the course she had plenty to complain about the curriculum but <laughs> in the end it was the parents and the kids and the relationship with the people it wasn't the work right it was those people so absolutely listen to those those little clues that might pop up okay so the second question or the second thing that you need to be thinking about is ask the architect to put away any brochures or project literature that they may bring a portfolio fancy glossy leave behinds any of that lord knows architects love to come in and do the dog and pony show we mm -hmm. are really good at it yes, we, we love to tell you how fabulous we are yes yes we have no <laughs> ego whatsoever no that never comes no. with us oh, no. on a project interview no mm -mm. oh no not at all <laughs> right the idea being that first of all if you're inviting this person to come meet with you chances are you've already done a little bit of research so right. You're going to know what kind of work they do. You're going to know that... There's something about them that says, this is be, would be somebody that I think I can work with. Right. I like their style. I like what I've seen so far. Right. You may It may even have been a referral from a friend, so you may even have seen some of their work in person. Right. So ask them, if they pull that out the first time they sit down, don't be afraid to speak up and say, you know what, I just want to get to know you first. Let's save some of that for later. Let's just talk. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other other thing, too, is it could very well temper your idea of, you know, it could be a great connection for you as, a, as an architect and client, but it could temper your feeling about, I have this vision for my project, but this is all they're showing me. True. And yeah, that's the other problem. In turn, you know, what could have been a good relationship you, and potentially a great project would turn into nothing because you set up in your mind now what they're going to be able to do for you without ever finding that out. Right. Yeah, working with an architect is not like flipping through a catalog. It's not like finding that sweater in the Land's End, page 18. It's mm -hmm. 
it's the style and the ability and the experience that will go into giving you exactly what you want. They may not have given exactly what you want to somebody else before, because that's really all the portfolio is. It's just a, a catalog of what the solutions they've come up with for other people. But it's the fact that your, your solution is going to be unique to your problems. So you may not see exactly what you're looking for. And we don't want that to hurt, I don't know, your ability of, or... Or just hurt the, poten- the potential to build that relationship. Or right. Or to, to, to find that, you know, this is a really great architect for me. Right. Yeah. So if you get to know them and understand that, oh, they've done similar projects like this, I have total confidence that they can do what I need them to do. Correct. That's a different interview than Mm -hmm. the dog and pony show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So number three, we would recommend that you ask them about their background. Since you've got them sitting down and you're not focusing on their project literature, talk about their family and where they're from, where they went to school. We hope that you'll find something in common, which if you can connect with somebody and have something in common, it makes it more fun, for mm-hmm. one thing, but you also can relate to them. So if at some point in the project something difficult comes up or maybe they are dealing with something personal, then you've got a little bit of compassion or understanding, and it will make going forward with the project a lot, a lot easier. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that I'm, well, I guess interesting for me, I would be curious to find out how the architect actually got into architecture. Mm-hmm. Because there are people out there who have stumbled upon it. True. There are people out there. I had a friend who knew at the age of seven that that was wow. what she wanted to do. She was going to be an architect. She saw, I think, a Frank Lloyd Wright project or something, and she just thought that's the best thing I've ever seen. Oh, cool. So she knew she was going to go to school to be an architect, and that's what she did. So you know, finding out those things helps to strengthen that potential relationship and can give you some idea of, of how they're going to interact with you and you know, how they're going to be able to relate to you. Mm-hmm. And it may even uncover, I mean, we hope you'll find something in common, but it may uncover a major issue that you can't get over. Right. You know, it's kind of like that first date. you got to figure out, are there any major stumbling blocks that could cause me major problems down the road? Right. Well, and the other thing that it can do as well is, is pull up, you know, everyone goes into a project thinking, I need this project for this reason. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes there's a deeper pain, there's a deeper issue maybe going on. That's really what's driving the project. And, you know, finding out more about the person, finding out about their background, getting that commonality, that issue may suddenly bubble up to the surface and it may give the architect a lot of insight into how he's going to handle your project. Or how she's going to handle or your project. Or how she's going <laughs> to... All right, don't start, don't start giving me business about he and she, you know what I'm talking about. Sorry, I'm trying to be non-gender specific. <laughs> wow. I just had to throw that out there yeah, for you. Yeah, thank you. you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. That was for your benefit. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. Well, question number four that we think needs to be asked is, ask them about their experience with your type of project, how long they've really been working in, a, in the locality, whatever city you're in. If you're interviewing an architect from another region, find out how much do they know about where your project mm-hmm. is. It's really important. When we think about all the changes that have been made in Dallas in the last probably year and a half. Oh, yeah. Big changes. And not just with code, but with they've gone on a green building initiative. Mm-hmm. And parts of it are in force already, and some of it's not going to be in 
enforced until September of next year, and then so those things are changing, and it's important that they know all those things. Well, even if, for example, if you're doing a commercial project in Texas, Texas has its own accessibility rules, requirements, right. rules, and 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 laws. Really, I mean, the state legislature puts it into effect, right? Right. And so, in fact, they're about to go through a whole new change in the next year with the new ADA laws that. You, if you're only familiar with ADA and you don't realize that Texas has their own checklist, then you, you could have big problems. We've heard of trouble. projects that somehow made it through building permits and construction, and all of a sudden, oh, they forgot handicap ramps. Hello? I don't know how you make it through without handicap ramps. But still, little things like that, you could get caught in a final inspection, and it could, could be hugely expensive. Right. So you want to make sure that your architect is very familiar or has the re- local resources to not get in those situations. Right, and, and provide you with the services that you really need. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, because we've been asked to, to look at projects outside of Texas before. There are local codes and zoning and, I mean, even dealing with snow loads. Yeah. It's just not icing, de-icing a roof eve or, you know, just all sorts of little things like that that come second nature to an architect who's been working up there, but for us, it's, yeah, for it's us, new stuff. Yeah, we got to do a little bit more research. Right. So it it helps if you can find out what their comfort level is in your location, and if they've actually dealt with your building type before. Right. You know, we were just talking about if if they are a home builder who has only ever done small from the ground up, brand new homes and you have a fairly complicated remodel or addition, they're not going to have the skill set to do what you need to do because there are a whole lot of little contingency things that pop up they're not going to anticipate, and it's yeah. going to cost you money in the end. And, of course, in all of this, you know, the questions are fairly simple, and, I mean, it's, it's fairly basic, and it's will hopefully get you through that first interview so when you get to the end you know what's the next step, what's the next thing I need to do. It's... Well, maybe it's we put together a, you know, a proposal or we put together a contract and we meet again and talk more about your project and find out more specifics and start getting into how everything's going to work. But before all of that happens, be prepared to give a little bit of yourself because the architect's going to need to know. You know, it's, I think it can get real easy to come in and just sort of, I want to say drill sergeant, but you know, just sort of that I'm an architect sitting under a bright light and you're just hammering me with questions, be prepared to open up to the architect and give them some information about you and share that because that's going to help their comfort level. And the reality is is that that, that, mm-hmm. that maybe, you know, you feel like we're a good fit, but we may be getting some sense of, well, you know, we're not sure that this is going to be the project for us. We can recommend you to somebody who we think would be a better fit than us, mm-hmm. but... We may be hearing things that say, we're just not ready to do this project with you. So be sure that yeah. as you're doing the interview process that you're giving up some of that information. As I said, you know, we don't want you to just immediately divulge all the project specifics because there's that need to get to know the other person mm-hmm. and start to build that rapport and build that relationship. Yeah, I think in one of the more recent interviews or first few meetings that our partner Holly went to, she asked the client, what feel do you want this space to have? What do you want to feel when you walk in here? What emotions do you want to experience when this is finished? 
and nobody had ever asked her that before. And she kind of had to sit and think for a minute, but it gave Holly huge insight into what this project is really about. Not even about the spaces that she's going to need to make this work, but about what personally is important to her. That was, a, I mean, we don't, I don't think we would have known to ask those questions. Six months ago. Six months ago. No. Yeah. But I'm excited to see that project continue because it'll, I think those kind of questions up front really early in the interview process are going to, for one thing, they establish trust with the client and with Holly. Mm -hmm. And it's just going to make the project that much more informed, I think. Right. It'll make it easier as as things move along. Yeah. As a project moves forward, it's going to be an easier and easier process. Yeah. Right. Well, so hopefully that's given you some insight for your first interview with an architect. So as you're getting ready to think about, gosh, we need to do a huge addition to our, our commercial office building because we're growing so much or we're having another kid and we don't have enough bedrooms mm-hmm. or this kitchen is way too small. That'll give you some comfort in doing that first meeting because even as a client, that first meeting can be quite intimidating. Oh, definitely, especially if you've never worked with an architect yeah. before. You have no idea what questions to even ask. Yeah, you've never been through that process. It can be very overwhelming, especially if the architect's just throwing all of this information at you, mm-hmm. which is you know not that we would ever do that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but as you're writing down all of your New Year's resolutions, we hope a little sprucing up at home or at work will mm-hmm. be included. And uh, these will get you started on the right track. In the meantime. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All that fun stuff. Yay. Hopefully your shopping is done. Because <sighs> <laughs> I know we probably both need to leave here and do some more. But right. Hopefully, you're all all wrapped up and ready to face the new year. And if you want to meet us in person and you're in the Dallas area, we do have the Architecture Happy Hour. It's our networking Mm -hmm. group that meets once a month, the third Wednesday of every month. Mm -hmm. And we are starting a new round of restaurants in January. Mm -hmm. So we change locations every month. Look for us on meetup.com, the Architecture Happy Hour. And sign up for the group and come out and say hi and just meet a whole bunch of different people. Yeah, it's a great resource if you are looking to do a project. We've mm-hmm. got everybody under the sun having to do with construction, and real estate, and design. And there's been some good projects that have come out of the group. Some very good projects. So. And you can also check out the AIA website. It's um, www.aia.org. Mm-hmm. And there is links to um, how to find an architect Obviously, how to work with an architect, you and your architect. And then, of course, you can always find us on the web at hpdarch.com. And drop us an email. We'd love to hear from you. You can follow us also on Twitter and on Facebook. There's probably 15 places online you yeah. can find us. Yeah, we have suddenly become all, well, as someone said at a networking event or networking meeting I went to a couple of weeks ago, he said, oh, you can't throw a rock without hitting us. I thought, well, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing, right? That's a good thing, right? Yeah. So anyway, look for us on the web. And in the meantime, have a wonderful, wonderful New Year's. Yes. And as 2011 moves forward and everyone starts crawling out from under the bed, we hope you find success in whatever project you decide to do. But for now, 
I'm Larry. And I'm Laura. And we will talk to you again in January. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.